what's going on world jack of all spades clt back like a bad habit i am the beloved one dj spellman to my oh hold tight banks he is not here today so on my right we have the pride of africa ken wabibi he designed the pride of africa shout out to all the diaspora shout out to all the diaspora you know we always hold tight jay marlo doing big things in tyler perry studios in it but we have the podcast manager, Amaris, running it today. So big up and appreciate you, sis. But today, our special guest for this final bounce, <laughs> we have Mr. Exposure just to pay the bills. I wish he had on a shirt right now. But we have Mr. Gavin Bowyer. What's going on, sir? What's going on? What's going on? I'm glad to be here. I really, I really am glad to be here. Seriously, <laughs> let me say this. We yep. appreciate you making time for us. Exactly. And I know you about to drop hella gems on the uh -oh. people, so let's get into it. Pressure. Let's get into it. So like how we do it every time, we go into the flowers, like how Bang say, with all the first time listeners and the last time listeners, we got the flowers here. Mr. Gavin, you are a husband, a father, a UNCC alumnus, yeah. <laughs> photography guru, graphic designer, marketing manager, social media coordinator, coordinator, excuse me, excuse me, uh, one media excellence for photography award, you're an entrepreneur, Chimera Dreams and Company, podcaster, paid in exposure, you won the best art podcast, Big up. and you are a da Black Dad Club RP Unscripted. Yes. Now you was featured on Better Not Bitter Pod, mm -hmm. National Associations of Professional Child Photographers, uh, it's the block. People of Charlotte, the Light Factory, Spectrum News, Shout Out Atlanta, QC Nerve. Welcome to Noda. Goddamn, a whole list of stuff. You be working, bro. Bro, first of all, I want to thank y'all because uh, I saw that. I was like, wait a second, is this all true? And I'm like going through, it and I'm like, yo, I really respect that. But yes, thank you. I appreciate y'all for that. Man, I'm gonna say it like this, you know. I know Nori has made it, you know, popular. Yeah. But I think a lot <laughs> of people were doing first. it. Yeah, I think a lot of people <laughs> were doing it. And I, I definitely want to big us up because we that's the whole reason for this podcast. Yeah. For people to receive their flowers. Like, of course, you don't have to be a million followers on whatever social media, have all the fame, but no, bro, you are doing it. You are living legend. Bro, thank so. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, it's it's always important because um sometimes you don't get time to reflect. Yeah. And sometimes you don't get – it's cool when your peers do it because it actually – it's cool that I can run out in the street and see y'all and then hear that and know it's love versus y'all know how podcasts go, right? Yeah. It'd be what Joe Budden call it, like pod wars. You don't know, like, <laughs> hey, they do the same thing maybe. And it's always cool because it's like, hey, the energy is great there. As soon as I came in, what you said, I don't focus on bad energy. I focus on mm -hmm. great energy. And that's amazing to hear. So to see that, to hear that from y'all, I really do appreciate it. Nah, man. Now let's get straight into this. <laughs> no more paid and exposure. Oh, my mm. goodness. So in a world where people will overpay for luxury items, and I know you hate the word creative, but <laughs> why do people not value the work of creatives, in your opinion? Oh, my goodness. So creators don't get the love that they're supposed to get because it's always somebody that do it cheaper mm. or for free. And gotcha. that, that's just the reality of it, right? Um, and so let's take, I'm a photographer, right? Yeah. I started photography when I was 18, 19 years old, somewhere around there. Um, my first photo shoot, I was charging $20. 
Matter of fact, I charged 30 on my first photo shoot. I take that back. Because I told, I, in my mind, I'm like, bro, I got to go to the ATM. He got to get two 20s out. He going to tip me $10. He asked for his change back. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn. I was like, all right, whatever. But what I realized is I was cheapening myself. So as I got older, it was interesting and it was funny to see like other cats come in. It was charging even less. Mm. Right. And so the, you know, just the brand, just photography, videography, you know, we all know that somebody, no matter what you're in, if you're a DJ, it's, a, it's somebody who will spin, they just charge less. Mm. Right. And they don't realize they hurting everybody else. So I just, mm. what I just realized is, it's like people just don't value it sometimes because of that reason. Mm. Wait, before you go to the next question, so why do you hate the word creative? <laughs> I, I, we, we skipped over that. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to be honest. All right. So when I was really getting like deep into photography, I kept noticing this word creative kept coming out. And I realized there was a lot of people who was good or decent at a lot of stuff, but they weren't experts in nothing. Mm. And that word creative <laughs> was just cool because it allowed them to say, hey, Yes, I'm a videographer, I'm a photographer, I'm a model, I'm a makeup artist, and I do hair. And then you was looking like, <laughs> well, which one do you really do? And it's like, no, I do all of them. I'm a creative. I'm just a creative person. And I realized, no, you're not. Mm. Your makeup is trash, your photography is trash, videography is trash. And I just noticed that that word was just getting overused. And it became a buzzword, right? Yeah. yeah. Like therapy is a buzzword now, yeah. right? Please go to therapy if you're listening. Exactly. But the <laughs> point is, is like, it is some buzzwords out there. And so it just got on my nerves. Now I'm forced to use it because it's still the word has a little bit more weight to me now. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm out now, it is a buzzword that'll catch people's attention. And then once they get to where I need them to be at, then it's like, hey, photography and videography, stuff like that. So gotcha. but yeah, that's the only reason why. You know? No, it makes sense. You wanna you know let, let, let folks know you specialize in something. Something. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't if you got a niche, yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing, right? If I'm, for instance, me and my wife were laughing at this yesterday, um, my first and last newborn shoot was of my son, mm -hmm. right? It was the first time I did it, and it was the last time I'm going to do it. I'm done with that, right? Um, <laughs> because it was just stressful, right? So then I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, if I was going right now to hire somebody to do a newborn shoot, I'm going to go whoever is the best newborn photographer in Charlotte. Gotcha. Or someone who specializes in that, right? Mm -hmm. And so that person gets to charge a premium because, hey, I specialize in it. I know I'm great at it. You know I'm great at it. What you want to do? You want to hire Gavin to come do it and he going to quit on your kid? Or mm. do you want me to do it? So, you know, it's just that beautiful thing of, like, niching down. And I think it's cool. So when I hear the word creative, it's just like, oh, I do a little bit of everything. I'm like, uh, do you? Nah. <laughs> no, you don't. I understand that because a lot of folks see me with a camera and say, you're a photographer? Like, nah. You're a videographer? Nah. I just like editing. So, yeah. so like, I'm okay. in the editing space. Yeah. I'm not in that. But I'm not going to be out there taking your photos and <laughs> trying to find your angles and recording. Nah, nah. I like to edit the back the background of things. Look, I hate when people hit me up and like, hey, I want you to video this. I'm like, I don't have no video work. I do zero. <laughs> oh, you could just bring your camera and do this. And I'm like, no. It ain't the same. It's not the same at all. <laughs> no, nah, but to Gavin's point, YBB, like, yeah. that's something you need to internalize. You should be charging a premium for your editing Facts. services. Mm. Facts. I feel you. That's a gem right there. Facts. Well, amongst other gems, he's already dropped pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> but as we continue on, so Gavin, what was the moment that had you, like, no mas when it comes for not having people pay for your services? Bro, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. Um so, all right, I'm coming up. I'm trying to figure out this photography thing, right? And um, I was taking pictures in a club, 
right? I was that creepy guy who had the camera in his hand, like, yo, let's not get a picture. I was that guy. And so, bro, I hated it. I hated it every time. And so at the end of the night, my dumb ass, at the end of the night, I'm like, hey, can I get my money? And it was, you know, the promoter drunk, the person yeah. who hired you, they drunk, or they didn't ran off with some shorty and they gone. And so I was hunting down my money, right? So I'm like, yo, this is not working. And they still throw parties to, to this day, which is funny. But um, I was young, bro. <laughs> like, And then so let me tell y'all this. My thing then was like, hey, I'm going to bring my friends to the club. We all going to get in for free because they ain't paying me. Yeah. So I put my foot down one day, and they looked at me and started laughing. And in their mind, they like, well, we already owe bro a couple hundred dollars. He's still showing up to work. Like, it's stupid, yeah. right? And so that was like leading up. And then one day, I am actually, um, I get a phone call from Charlotte Scene. And uh, sorry to name drop, but anyway. It's all good. good. So (laughs) I get a phone call from them, and they bring me into this meeting. And I'm talking about this room was beautiful, bro. Like, it was like a seat. And it had like lion heads on like the on the armrest, like but you know carved right. Yeah. And it was beautiful in there. And so they was just like, oh, we want you to, we want you to do this. You are gonna take all the pictures. You gonna have models coming in and out. They saucing me up. I'm talking about saucing me the hell up, right? <laughs> so I'm sitting in. I'm looking. I'm like, all right, no, this check about to be good. Yeah. And she looks at me. She goes, so what if we pay you an exposure? Mm. And I said, huh? I didn't know. I let me tell y'all. This isn't. Vlad or anywhere else when they ask you them dumb questions like were you smart and the person be like yeah I was smart in middle school yeah. like no I'm not a dumb person right yeah like I'm just not and so I was so confused on what that meant because I didn't know what that meant pay me an exposure I just didn't and so it stunned me so I said well hey let me send you an invoice we can talk <laughs> about it and Shorty was like uh, okay cool 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 so I go home so excited. Um, I designed this big flyer that she wanted, right? And so I sent it back, and I'm talking about this flyer was fly. And I sent it back, and she said, yes, yes, yes. Um, I seen your invoice, but we just want to pay you an exposure. And I said, what does that mean? She said, how about we put your logo at the bottom of the flyer in the corner? Uh. And, that, and I was like, so what does that do for me? What about my invoice? And she said, no, 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 baby, the exposure part. Everybody going to know you did this. I'm like, no, they not. It's the, it's the smallest <laughs> logo. And so that was the moment for me. I was like, no, this ain't going to work. And that stuck with me because that probably had to happen maybe 2010 or 11. Mm. And so my podcast comes, you know, over a decade later or, you know, almost a decade later. But it was just like that that word, that phrase, it just stuck with me because it's like, hey, giving you money ain't ain't you ain't worth the money that you asking for. Like our biggest luxury in this world is time. It's not money. No, you can't. You can get money back. I went to Vegas a month ago. I lost so much money, right? You know, I got some of it back, but I lost it, right? Yeah. But my time there, I can't get back. That's why I always make sure I'm in good company. I'm in the right spaces, right? And so um, what I looked at, it was like the time I would invest it with them. And when people come up to me and they say, hey, can I pay you an exposure? When they used to say it, I'm like, nah, because I want my money. My money is for my time at this point, you know what I'm saying? And now I have a child, so I always want to be home. I want to work for you for free when I can see him. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know. But yeah, sorry. My wife told me to tell y'all, y'all need to tell me to shut up to tell me to nah, shut up. Nah, nah, bro. We appreciate We want you to talk, Look, man. <laughs> if she was here, in. she'd be like, shut <laughs> <him> up. <laughs> well, we got to big you up and your public service because your PIE podcast has really became a professor. You have really became a professor dropping gems for all. Now, what made you want to lead the charge for the culture with this um, podcast? Look, when I when I woke up one day, uh, so my wife is Puerto Rican, right? 
Yeah. And so um, the reason why I'm saying this is because we were having a conversation. We was just talking about photography. And I was like, where do black folks go for photography? Like just in that community where we can go and sit down and talk mm -hmm. and just chill, right? Maybe when we want to talk about whole verse on God did, but then we also want to talk about why a tripod ain't balancing right, right? But we want to have home today. Look, we want to have those same conversations where yeah. in certain rooms somebody's gonna be like, "Who is DJ Khalid?" You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. it's yeah. gonna be funny, right? Mm -hmm. Or they might say, but they might be able to talk to you about a tripod. So I was talking to her and I'm like, "Where do we go?" And I said, "I really wanted to create that." The reason why I mentioned my wife is Puerto Rican because she looked at me and she said, "Well, where do you think brown people go?" And that stood stood out. And she said. The things that you are not seeing for um, black people, brown people don't see it as, as well. Mm. She said, I think you can really create something that where two people, you know, two cultures that are so close together already could just be joining there. And it, it's been cool. So, you know, the funny part outside the U.S., um, I think it's funny enough, Puerto Rico, Mexico, like the next two places on you know we was talking about stats earlier right like yeah. where i get listens from and it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing and so for me it was just like and you know now that i'm in the space i see it is other avenues but they're not consistent like that's why i ask y'all how often y'all record because yeah. it's it's super important that hey i know every week i can come listen to y'all mm -hmm. right you know every event y'all have an event coming up correct, we can know correct. what's going on so I, that's why i always ask people um, I always wanted to create that space where I'm like, hey, every week we're going to do it. So it'd be funny, right? We'll talk about something that happened on Baller Alert or Breakfast Club or whatever. And then it's just like, hey, just let everybody know, you know, they're going to stop making certain type of camera lenses because they want everybody to go to mirrorless cameras soon. And we were saying that two years ago, right? But people, it would get smushed in around all this pop culture, things exactly. that really bother us every day. But I wanted, my idea when I created um, Paid Exposure was, I didn't want you to come there and feel like you had to leave because, hey, I got my photography fixed and it's so boring, mm. right? Or I wanted you to come there and then say, hey, I got my photography fixed, but hold on, why are they talking about parenting or why are they talking about, you know, um, music or why are they talking about the student loan thing? You know, it was just always cool and it it created a community and people come by, they listen, um, and I I say this and I tell people this all the time. It's a space created for us, and it's catered to us, but everybody's welcome, mm -hmm. right? So I say that because one of our, her name is Mindy, and the funny part is she's a, she's a white girl in Ohio, and she loves the podcast. And she got in there because um, she was photographing a black woman, and her number one thing was I didn't want, I wanted her skin tone to be true to her, and she got, came in and was like, hey, can y'all help me on mm -hmm. editing this? And that's important yeah. because sometimes nothing's worse, and I get it as light as I am, right? Somebody uh, photographed me, and I'm either too bright, and I'm like, why did they do that to me? Like, come on. You should just <laughs> ask me to edit my own picture, right? But Or, um, you know, when my family members who are darkening me, somebody might photograph them, and it's like, that, that's not their color. They're too light there, or they're too dark there. Let's get them true because, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And so when we have people that are not black come in our group and say, hey, help me with this, then we understand it's all love because they could have just said, nah, I'm good. Come right. out of here. So, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. we try to keep it an open community. All right. Oh. Before you get to your next joint, yeah. man, two, <laughs> two things. No, I appreciate 
the duality of what you just said because that's black people every day. Like we gotta go whether we're in corporate America, but we mm -hmm. still black. Yeah. Like we still black. So mm -hmm. we can have conversations about photography and be in depth and and know everything about it, like all the nuances, but then talk about a verse or talk mm -hmm. about what's going on in our pop culture. Absolutely. But that's that's our lived experience every day. Absolutely. But then the second thing, because I grew up Latino, so big up Toto Hinti. You know, I'm sure your wife can cook amazing. Yeah, she can. I'm sure. I'm she sure. Can. Now, look, knowing that, I'm I'm mad at her because she did not send you with no food. I'm sorry. <laughs> my, I'm gonna send this to my mother-in-law. She lives here, so and she gonna she gonna apologize to y'all. Mm -hmm. I promise. So some pernil, per, pernil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get mad when I say that at the house because they be like, "You saying it wrong." <laughs> I got a little bit of years of practice, y'all. <laughs> well, now keeping it on the community theme. Enlighten the listeners about your photo walk you hosted. Um, and what are some of the upcoming events you got coming on? Oh, man. So I did a photo walk. Um, so for anybody that's just listening solely, right, like I have albinism. So that's cool because I had a walk. I needed to do a photo walk. I like to do community events like that where I invite people. And it's kind of like, hey, just bring your camera. You ain't got to shoot nothing. You can come out here and chill because it's going to be other people that's just like you. I've had people, I literally have had people show up to photo walks who've never taken a picture before, but they own a camera and they need help. And I've had people who are internationally published show up. And sometimes they come to shoot. They come to see like, hey, you know, to give back, to help out and things of that nature. So I did a photo walk and it just so happened that it was Albinism, um, I think Awareness Day. And so it was the same day as my photo walk and I had no idea until it got closer in time and then it was a beautiful thing because um, the the cool part was the only reason why I got people there because I wanted to bring awareness to the day. And so it was a beautiful thing. And then afterwards, um, because QC Nerve Spectrum and the people started writing about it, I had people reach out to me. Hey, I need you to talk to my son. I need you to talk mm -hmm. to my daughter. Um, I've had people, you know, and one thing most people don't know is albinism affects like every race, mm -hmm. right? And so I had people hey, they, you know, they're Asian, of Asian descent. They was like, hey, my daughter, can you speak to her? You know, of course, you know, all my black folks, they they came out. Like, when I say I got DMs, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. I went to Atlanta. Shout out to Keisha. She mad cool. And her son, he looks so much like me. Bro, I probably could have cried right there if I, if it wasn't, like, going to be weird because he looked <laughs> like me. He had J's on. He was, like, eight. And I looked, and I was like, I sent a picture of him. Um, I took a picture with him. And I sent it to my mom, and she called me. She was like, that is you. That is exactly what you look like. And it, so it was just super funny, right? And then I, was, I met another kid, um, and I met him in Raleigh. So this became like a tour. This walk turned into like a little tour. And I, the funny part is, and I'll get back to that other thought, but the funny part <laughs> is um, this is what my wife was talking about. <laughs> and so um, the funny part was when I was 14, my mom wanted me to go to a conference about albinism, and I said no. I was like, I don't want to go to that. Like, it's going to be weird mm. to me, right? And then, of course, my mom, she ain't pushing it. My dad was just like, let him do what he wants to do. If he don't want to go, we ain't got to go. And so I was like, hey, I'm, I don't want to be that person speaking to other kids that have yeah. albinism. Fast forward, now I'm 33. You're that person. I'm that person, <laughs> right? And so, but it was it was dope when I went up to, uh, to Raleigh, the Durham area, and I'm talking to a, a young cat who's about to go to high school and getting in trouble. And he's not getting in trouble because he's bad. He's getting in trouble because he wants to fit in. And so I put him to the side. I said, hey, man, I want to tell you a story. He's like, all right. I said, when I was your age, I was always in the stuff in school. 
I said, you know they got cameras around your school? He said, yeah. I said, I remember one day it was a fight, and I was watching it, and I had left. And the principal came up to me. He said, yo, I saw what happened at the fight. And I was like, you know, it's no snitching, right? Snitches get stitches. I'm like, nah, I don't know nothing. And then I, I told him, I told a young boy, I said, my principal looked at me. He said, I can point you out anywhere because you look so different. Mm. And he was, and then he he was a white guy, so he tried to the nice the nicest way he tried to say it. He's like, you hang around black people, your skin is so different. I'm gonna mm. be able to point you out everywhere you go. And I saw, I told that little boy that I said, you gotta you gotta move different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And me and him busted out laughing. So it was cool that. Um, and then so I do that. The, the number one thing is um, as far as upcoming events. So I'm trying to what I'm doing now is I'm moving around in different spaces because. I believe it's time for this podcast to go in a different area, right? Okay. And when I say a different area, um, just on a bigger level. So two years ago, before COVID, um, I got fired from my job, right? And so uh, I got fired walking into a photo conference. Funny enough, in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. going to a photo conference, I get fired going up the steps. Like, get a phone call. Hey, where you at? Yo, don't even come back. Like, huh. And, bro, yeah. I swear it felt like, God was just moving because I had cleaned out my desk. I told my dad, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it here. I think I'm about to just go full-time in photography. And I'm going into the steps. And so I'm scared because it's, I've been married for only, not even a year, right? And I'm thinking like, damn, I just lost my job. And I ain't been married a year yet. Her dad is going to be like, what did I sign off for, right? So mm -hmm. we laughing. I'm laughing now. But back then, I was scared. And I remember going into this photo conference in New York, and um, no speakers was black. None. And that bothered me. And it, it bothered me because all the speakers were amazing. And I was like, dog, why is it no black folks up here? We had a lady, you know, one boy, one cat, he goes to Antarctica and he shoots like BMW cars on ice. Mm -hmm. Like that's what he shoots only. That's his life. 365, right? One lady talked about how she did a wedding in Switzerland and the next day she was in the desert in Africa. Like, literally, she said, I caught a plane after the wedding, was in Africa the next morning, shooting for National Geographic. And then, you know, you got all these other people just giving gems and being cool. And so now what I'm trying to do is um, I'm reaching out to those spaces so we can be that voice. Why? Because I know it's important for somebody to say, like, dog, all right, I see a brother up there. I could do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We think that if you work for National Geographic, that's the only way you could be rich. That's not true. Like, it's people right now, I'm telling you, in Charlotte, who make money doing photography. And I'm talking about for real money, not no, you know, we talking well into six figures. They killing it. And they do it by taking pictures. And that, and the thing is, you got to look at those people, and they it's, it hit different when they're your color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They from where you from. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to do now in a roundabout way. Like, just expanding the, the brand, getting out there. Um, killing this whole thing of paying people in exposure. If I hear photographers get paid in exposure, I literally lose it like every time, <laughs> all the time. It's bad, you know, but right. I'm being nicer this year. Nah, that's the gem <laughs> though, like just for everybody listening. So Jack of all space nation, if you have talent, like of course you gotta have self-confidence within yourself, but yeah, your time is valuable. Your, mm -hmm. If you are a master of your craft, exposure, going back, it don't pay the bills. So it's it good doesn't. to be thought of that way, but nah, you got to get that money. You got to run me that check. Absolutely. And I said this before we go on. Um, you got to think. If somebody is telling you, hey, if you say, hey, my fee is $500, whatever it is, right? And if somebody looks at you and say, no, actually your fee is zero, 
what they're telling you is you're not worth it. You're not worth nothing. They're not saying, let me give you 50, let me give you 100, 200. They're actually telling you your time, your talent is worth zero. And the proper way most people don't understand, I worked in hotels for almost a decade, right? And we they barter, right? I used to work for the Ritz-Carlton. They barter. Mm. But people don't understand what bartering looks like. Bartering looks like, you know, we when I was working, I say we, but when I used to work there, we would work with somebody that we would literally say, hey, this is what we're offering. This is the price tag of it. Mm-hmm. And then what they would say, this is what we can offer to ma- match that price tag. So sometimes when somebody say, hey, can I pay you an exposure? You need to ask them, what it what would it cost me to get that same exposure from you? Because then you might realize like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't even be offering this much or I need to offer more. more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's different if if Jay-Z comes to me and say, hey, I'm going to pay you an exposure. But what that looks like is, you know, you're going to get signed to Rock Nation under a marketing um package then that's a you know i'm not gonna look at him and be like hey bro i'm gonna charge you five i need my five that's stupid yeah but i might say hey i need to give you more photography Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying to match up absolutely so that's why i always tell people if you're gonna barter you need to swap it out and that's how you get paid in exposure but they don't like to listen it's cool Mm. (laughs) that's a gym that is a gym and i want to go back to a point you made earlier in in Mm -hmm. your conversation when you was talking about how you went to that conference you didn't see any black faces there yeah i have that same experience when i go out to like a sporting event and it's kind of crazy because you would think you go out to a sport event to watch the sports, but no, I'm, I'm watching who's operating the cameras. Yeah. And you look around at the, at the sporting event, I'm like, man, there's nobody black operating the cameras. Like, you might have the assistant who's holding the cords and they Absolutely. black, but I'm like, ain't nobody actually black operating the cameras. <laughs> that kind of irks me every time. Bro, my, um, my homeboy is Kevin Wilson Jr., right? Mm. Um, I encourage y'all to look him up. He, um, Kevin Wilson, when we were in college, he went to A&T, I went to Charlotte, but he, uh, he did an Emmett Till play. Wow. And um, that play just so happened, he meets Spike Lee when he goes to NYU, mm. and he gets nominated for an Oscar. He also just did the um, – shout out to Kevin. He just did the and one uh, documentary. Oh, he's yeah. the one behind that he's joint. He's the one. Wow. Got, oh, okay. So that's my boy. So we literally been cool since 07, right? And so he hits me up one day. This is classic. He hits me up because he's working on uh, Law & Order. He said, I need to talk to you. I'm like, what's up? He said, you ever thought about being a director of photography? I said, mm. I said, what is that? I got a school? He said, no. <laughs> nah. He said, every time you watch a show, you're going to see that title. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, why? He said, it's no black people. He said, I'm None. the only black people when I come in to these type of rooms. And he said, a lot of us don't understand what that looks like. He said, you need to look at all them look, those jobs Credits. that you just see. He said, look at those jobs. And if it's something that you do, working the camera, editing. He said, you got to go in there. He said, because sometimes I go in there and I'm just like, what's going on? And he's like, a lot of black folks don't know. These are high-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go in, you have just this one job, but you get paid well for it. You get in this union, all this stuff. He yeah, said, but we don't yeah. know it. And, you know, that's the sad thing. So I always, I, you know, my favorite thing now is I tell photographers um, and videographers, I'm like, hey, stop going for the, the hot job, Right. Like, so some, I do maternity pictures, right? Nobody was doing maternity pictures when I was doing it. White women were, to be fair. And, you know, then black women was really in there, which was dope. And now it's like everybody's hopping in because it's the hot thing to do. Um, nobody don't shoot kids, right? Nobody don't shoot the elderly. You know how many people would say, hey, I would love a great portrait of my grandmother, my grandfather in a last couple of years so I can have, them, you know, a memory of them? And you make it art, like people don't think about that. They always think about what's hot. 
I remember when everybody was trying to do weddings and then everybody got out of weddings because it was too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause, but it was a hot thing to do. Yeah. So, you know, but absolutely. We got to start. We got to get out there and look and, you know, look that up. And please DM Kevin. If you, he he loves to talk about just the art in general. Um, he's a real cool guy, man. He's from Raleigh. He's real cool. Like. Mm-hmm. Right, we we done stood, stayed on this question for a minute, but so much good conversation. <laughs> so it's crazy that you said that, YBB, yeah. because I was re-watching The Black Godfather yesterday, Clarence mm. Savant, and how he made ABC, like these big media corporations, have a black director for a special, mm. all black staff. So we need more Clarence Savants, like in mm-hmm. the world, to be honest. But nah, that's... That's too many gems. Yeah. But I, right, Gavin, let's let's keep it moving. Look, <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, no, two, what two more things though? You wasn't lying about going off on a tangent. You said it many times. <laughs> I told y'all. But then we also know from two years old to five years old, you ain't fucking with it. Hold on. Before we get back into that, we got some bills to pay. All right. Now that we got that covered, let's get back into it. No, <laughs> no, not at all. We, <laughs> if you got a kid, don't. I don't know. Look, <laughs> y'all questions are amazing. Do not. <laughs> I love I love kids. Now I'm a little bit easier because I have one, but not. Nah. And it's not because. Um, let me tell you something. Kids have so much amazing energy at that age. I feel like I'm disrespecting them when I say, "Hey, you got to sit down." Mm. And I'm laughing. I'm playing with your kid. I'm laughing with them, and they they just want to be happy. And it doesn't matter if they, you know, it's a boy or a girl. They always want to have fun. And mm. so, I did a family shoot one time. We in Uptown. The boy thought he was Spider Man. And I had just got the new Spider-Man, you know what I'm saying? And he was showing, he was doing all type of stuff. And I'm like, this boy about to break his arm. But, you know, it was fun, you know. But some people can get it out of me. Most time it's family. But other than that, nah. Five, <laughs> I can't do it. All right, so you've said this oftentimes people forget that you're still a photographer. You know, they think you're just a podcaster now, but nah. And it's easy to see that you're a master of your craft. It, obviously, just listen to you talk <laughs> exactly. thus far. So what did putting in the work, like, to increase your skills, to get to this point in time, what did that look like? Um, education, you know, um, so I'm self-taught to an extent. Being self-taught only gets you but so far. Mm. And nothing's wrong mm, with say that. Say that again. Yo, it, it, it only can get you so far. That's true. I think a lot of people are scared to ask for help, and that's pride, you know what I'm saying? Or pay for it. Or pay for it. I believe in paying for it. Like, look, if you, have, if you are a master of something, you are an expert in something. I don't mind paying for it. Now, there's a lot of free options, but it's something about me investing into you. Ohavia taught me this. Um, y'all, I saw she's big a captain. Up, sis, yep. big up, sis. <laughs> Ohavia taught me this, and um, the number one thing she told me, so it, it's not, I'm not biting it, but I am <laughs> borrowing it. Um, she said, look, when you invest in somebody else, they're going to invest more into you. Mm. And that really stuck with me. Because before then, I, I was always I was paying for different stuff, and some stuff I look up, but I always notice I always got more from people who I paid, like, hey, can you help me? So for me, um, like I said, I started taking pictures when I was 18. I'm 33 now. And the reason why I'm saying that is because all the way up until 25, the first seven, seven years, trash. Mm. I mean trash, bro. Like, they was bad pictures, <laughs> horrible pictures. And um, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, um, she bought me a class at the Light Factory, and I didn't want to go. I went to the first one. I told her, I said, if, if class two like this, I ain't going back. i give you your money back, but I ain't going back. In class two, I realized um, I knew nothing about photography. It was like the first class, they were just getting to know everybody, and it was cool. I was sitting beside a cat who didn't know how to turn on his camera. 
Um, that'd have been me. Look, <laughs> he had bread too. He had the camera I wanted, my dream camera. Mm. So I'm like, yo, my man's don't even know how to turn it on. I, you know, mm. it was it was trash, but it was cool, you know. And in the second, like I said, second class, I realized I knew nothing, like zero. And so um, that I went back to several more classes at the Light Factory, right? Then I hopped on YouTube University, right? Then now I have a mentor. Uh, shout out to Designs by JK. I don't even think he knows he's my mentor. But <laughs> it'd be like that. You make yeah. people your mentor. Look, I do it all the time. <laughs> I hunted that dude down, bro. Like, but it was it was funny though, because like now sometimes I go to the studio and just sit and listen to him talk. You know, I, I sit in the front room while he's in the studio working, and I'm listening to what he's saying. Um, and so sometimes that's what that looked like for me growing as a photographer. Um, making people comfortable. Mm. You know, the first, um, I was shooting, I was in class at the Light Factory, and I remember this girl was there, and her hair was in the way, and one of the guys went up and moved it. Mm. And I saw how uncomfortable she looked. My mind, I'm like, never touching a model a day in my life. Mm. Like, because I saw whatever he did, he didn't ask permission. Yeah, He just literally went up to her, moved something, and then she was just like, wait a minute. You know, and it it, it was weird after that. You know, it was weird in the room. And I mm. remember the only other black guy in my class, he leans over. He's me and him are real close now. You know, he leans over. He's like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> and so I looked at him. I said, bro, did you see this? And since then, me and him, he was uh, he worked a wedding for me yesterday. That I was telling you all about like, you know, that's how that that it that's how that is. It's like investing because you, it's going to come back and then not being quick to be a mentor. Mm. Sometimes you got to sit with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's funny now. You start turning around. You start meeting people. And you know what they do? They be like, oh, yeah, I'm a mentor now. You know, I'm an educator. I'm like, bro, you just, what you know? You know what I'm saying? But me, um, you know, I do mentoring, but it's very it's very high level, you know, and then we can get deep if you want to because I want to talk about other stuff other than photography with you. You know what I'm saying? I can show you how to use your camera, but I want to, let's talk about your business setup. Mm. Let's talk about your people skills. Mm, yeah, because yeah. you gonna learn photography, but how many mentors is gonna come up to you and say, "Hey, no, nah, this is actually how you talk to clients." You know, I talk trash and on every one of my shoots. Everybody shouldn't do that, but for me, it's because my personality is already out there. People know, and when I'm talking trash, it's playful, it's funny. I'm getting you to give me real laughs. I'm asking about your life. I'm asking you for advice during the shoot. I'm that's how I make people feel personable. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I'm not quick, quick. To be like, hey, let me do a full-blown class and charge all this money. Yeah. Stuff like that. Because I'm still learning myself and getting comfortable with myself. So, yeah. Mm. That's what that transition looks like. So, <laughs> that's a gym in itself. Like, Jack of all space nation. <laughs> Pay attention to what that brother just said. Been shooting since 18. Mm -hmm. Now 33. 33? Multiple years in the game. <laughs> I'm still learning. Absolutely. I'm still learning. That's great self-awareness. And I know... Just in my life, people lack that. So, now, nah, big up to you. <laughs> appreciate that. that. No, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. Well, I'll make a slight transition. Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Uh-oh. It's a fun time. <laughs> Uh-oh, gosh. <laughs> the Coke Check-In. How did that become your nickname? Oh, my goodness. Um, Shout out to my boy. I ain't got a haircut today, but he's my barber, um, Darnell. Sharp as nails. If you ever need a cut, don't look at my hair now, but definitely go to him. <laughs> he going to cuss me out. When he see this, he cussing me out. Um, so that's going to be funny. Um, so we're at church, right? And two chains is popping. Two chains is on fire. Uh, 
this was like right after the name change and everything. Right. And so we had church and uh Darnell started going around and he calling his brother like three chains and chew chains and all this stuff. Make, being funny, right? Yeah. And so he keeps going around church. He's calling everybody. He just naming them, but their last name is Chains. So I'm le- looking at him, I'm laughing. I'm like, so what you gonna call me? He's like, nah, you too light. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I rock with French Montana too. And he got the Coke boy, so I'm gonna call you Coke. So now I'm laughing because at this time, I don't know, I'm probably like 19. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, whatever. Everybody, of course, you know, we getting older. You can't call keep calling these people whatever <laughs> chains and all yeah. that stuff, right? He kept calling me that. And he kept introducing me. So one of my one of my groomsmen, one of my close friends, his name is uh it's funny, his name is True, because that was his nickname <laughs> other than the chains, right? And so one day me and him are looking at each other and I said, Yo, bro, what is your real name? And he said, It's DeAndre. He said, What's yours? Cause I only know you by Coke. And I'm like, uh. it's Gavin. And so we was laughing. And so like now, um, the funniest part, this is cold switching at its best. I'm at the risk Carlton. I'm working, right? And this dude walks in. He's like, yo, Coke, what's good? And I'm like, what's good? And I just keep working, <laughs> but I'm working, right? And I looked and I was like, hold on. And the dude who was there, he was laughing. Never met this guy. And I said, how you? He was like, oh, I just heard that's what they call you. <laughs> and I just laugh, bro. And it's so it's literally stuck since then, since we was kids. And it's it's just funny. So what I used to do was I used to do a check in and then we'd just talk about random stuff. Clearly y'all see I can talk. So, you know, and it, so that just became my thing. Um it does get a little weird though when people like DM me on Instagram and ask me for Coke and I'm like, I'm not a dealer. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not a dealer. Like, and then I'm like, yo, why are you asking for drugs on a public <laughs> yeah, that's... platform? You know the government be on here. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the only time when it does get weird. And so yeah, but it's been that um for me since I was a kid. And it ain't going nowhere. Literally, um, we be out and somebody will call me that. And so it sticks. All right, so message to Jack of All Space Nation. Coke is the nickname, the nickname. not the profession. Not the profession. Love, not the profession. Funny part, in my baby shower, um, we had a little boy. So we was we found out we was having a boy, and my mom bought mini Cokes. Uh-huh. And that's what the drink was. It was like, and I was like, why? She's like, oh, you're going to have a mini Coke? I'm like, oh, my God. My mom is lame. She's mad cool, but she's it was so funny. But, Bad. yeah, don't ask me for drugs. <laughs> Ever. Message. <laughs> All right, so, you know, big up the research team, Joe Goldberg and them boys. Shout out to them. <laughs> Literally. So this is from 2013. Oh, gosh. Why was a certain McDonald's rated worst in Charlotte by you? What? You got to tell us about that story. Let me tell y'all something. Um, the worst, <laughs> if I ever become, like, mayor, if I ever become, like, super rich, I am shutting Sunset down in Charlotte. <laughs> like, shutting it. I'm taking every food place on Sunset, and I'm burning it. Like, <clears throat> you know what? We're going to be able to quit. We're going to be able to keep the Starbucks, the Waffle House, and that's it. Everything else got to go. Like, and so let me tell y'all something. When I go to McDonald's, so first of all, I don't even rock with McDonald's because back in the day, I used to go to McDonald's too much, right? Mm. And so, but that whole area, it's the bad service. It's the slow <laughs> service. Last night, we was in line at Wendy's um, when we was leaving a birthday party on Sunset. It's just Sunset in general, really, to be honest with y'all. They literally had the line wrapped around the bu- building, and they was doing one order at a time. You know what I'm saying? And so I hate these places. Um, funny enough, my wife ordered a, 
four for four back in the day. No, Junior Bacon um, meal back in the day, right? And when I tell y'all they gave Shorty mayonnaise, lettuce, and a tomato, nothing else, bro. She bit into it. <laughs> and so <laughs> my wife is so <laughs> mad. Bro, she could have been in tears, and I was in tears laughing. And I put it on Twitter. And, like, so that used to be my thing also. I used to be the, the person that would complain on Twitter. Just to see if it'd get somewhere. Yeah. And it always do when you reach out to food places. And I don't never take whatever because I'm like, I'm not going to go back to the place. And be yeah. Like, hey. Or when they call me, I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm not coming back to your establishment. I already know y'all about to do some funny shit. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, that's actually funny that they pulled that from 2013. But yeah, I hate, I hate Sunset. <laughs> I hate it. The worst. All right, sunset roll, man. You gotta do better. Please do. Gotta better. do better, y'all. Please, <laughs> please. And I used to work at the Hardy. The funny part is, I used to work at the Hardy's on Sunset, and that was, I lived in Huntersville, worked there, and that was a whole adventure in itself. You know, what I'm saying just that I got threatened to get slapped because I handed the dude his number too fast. That's what he told me. <laughs> like, it was just sunset is it. That's the trenches, yo. It was back in the day. Like now they're getting a little bit better, but nah, I'm still gonna gut it though. Nah, they they still taking L's, but I, I, I ain't gonna mention it. But yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna do them like that. Oh man! <laughs> but um, in another life, mm. it would be Gavin A. Smith show. Oh my goodness! Now, what are some sport hot takes you got the moment? Ooh! All right. First of all, Stephen A. Smith don't like me. You can find this on Twitter. Oh, I would say that. Okay. Real beef. That's why I was laughing. Yeah, like. Oh, me and him, like, I, I have this thing and it's in my mind. It's totally made up. So, <laughs> right? um, y'all remember when First Take was going through that transition, they was yeah. inviting regular people to come on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to write Stephen A. Smith every day. He used to write me back every day because mm -hmm. I would just tell him how his takes was wrong. And, and I was like, yo, I would love to come up there. And I swear to y'all, like, a few weeks later, that whole thing came out. And he said, come on. But I didn't get to do my video in time because I was going through, like, this crazy transition in life. Um, but right now, so that's why, literally, yeah. I, me and him have been going back and forth plenty of times. And I always love it because I get cussed out by random people who don't know me. Um, the hottest take I got right now, um, <clears throat> all right, there's a, there's a sports group on Facebook. It's called First Take. Y'all should look it up. It's a dope group. I got in that group because I wrote a status. This was I'm going to just say the status. I wrote the status that Kobe Bryant isn't a top 10 player of all time. He isn't. He isn't. Hmm. And they added me to this group, and they cussed me out. <laughs> and they literally, a dude, I literally saw, once I was in there, you know, you can go back and see. And they were like, bro, put him in this group right now. We're going to flame him up. So that was my thing then. Now, honestly, Kobe Bryant's my second favorite basketball player of all time. But I know how to differentiate favorite and best, right? Yeah. And so technically, I have him around like seven to 11, but they didn't like that. So I was like, yo, it's arguments there. Um, so that that's one of my thing. I mean, the biggest hot takes, I don't really have none right now. I don't think Luka is top five in the NBA no, right I don't now. Think so either, so, yeah. um, people don't like that. Um, I, look, it ain't that tough. I really don't think the, jo the Jordan and LeBron thing is that close. I really nah, got Jordan. Not. I got Jordan real high. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think LeBron, to me, he's number three, but I'm not mad at that. Um, yeah, that's it, man. I, you know, my thing is always about players, actually them as people. Um, and now when you say that mm -hmm. players as people, now if, if that's the argument, I would take LeBron over. Absolutely. Michael Jordan so the week. <laughs> like I laugh at certain people, right? Yeah. Because I notice how Shaq has always changed who he is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Shaq tries to act like him and Kobe wasn't beefing. Nah, they weren't beefing. They was beefing bad. <laughs> you know, like a lot of people, you know, rest in peace to Kobe. But there was a point in time when Kobe pretty much said that, yo, Shaq cheating on his wife. And mm-hmm. they didn't like each other. Exactly. But, you know, he comes out and is like, oh, nah, we was never beefing. It was just, nah, bro, you, you can't lie to us. Mm-hmm. Like, we was there for that. Um, I didn't like Derrick Rose for a long time. And you know, the mm-hmm. funny part is when I worked at the Ritz, I met, I met a lot of these people. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't like Derrick Rose. And, I op- and you know, he opens up the door one day, and it's him in this room. And I'm just like, <laughs> but I got to, you know, got a code switch because I can't say what I want to say to bro. And it's not nothing personal, of course. It's all sports stuff, right? Yeah. So that happened. Um, met Shaq before. Super cool dude. Super. He is huge. Like, tall. Like, I know we think, like, oh, he's 7'1". Nah, bro. He, like, 7'1", like, almost 3-something, three 300-something pounds. Like, this is a huge giant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. I got to meet Kobe one time. I can tell y'all what he said off air, but on air I can't say it. <laughs> but it was cool. Like, you know, and I had a – it was a great – you know, that's why I really love that job. I got to grow up. Yeah. But um, meeting all these people, loving the NBA. But, yeah, that was some of my things there. You know what I'm saying? I know it ain't the hottest take. I don't th- – look, I cheer every time the Cowboys lose. I don't know if y'all Cowboys yeah, fans. That's, that's everybody. Know. That's everybody. Man. Look, I cheer every time. Um, <laughs> it's an amazing thing, man. And I love basketball. I love basketball. I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I just hope KD can pull it together. That's my favorite basketball player as of right now. Um, but he he emotional, man. Yeah. yeah. That's my guy, but he emotional, man. And I need him he to is. sign me to a network or something. But, you know, I don't know if he's going to do it after that, but it's all cool. All right. So, you know, everything's been cool. It's been calm still, right? Uh-oh. Yeah. But let's get to this one. Mm. You had this quote about oh, black creatives. Mm. Feeling that white money is greener. Mm. Speak on that. Um, the sugar is sweeter. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. It's funny when you are a black creator, right? And you running around. Yeah. And you getting, you getting bigger. You and the number one thing you think that's gonna take you to your next level is like, I gotta expand. I gotta get out there, right? I gotta. You know what? I need some white people in my portfolio. Because you see it as diversity, but you the only form of diversity you see is Caucasian people. So it bothers you. And so you think that you're going to make some more money and things of that nature. And so um, I was getting upset because I was noticing that uh, black photographers kept doing it. And I was like, yo, you know we got money. You know what I'm saying? But it took me a while to realize that because I remember being that person. Mm. I remember saying, yo... Um, I got to get white kids in here. I got to get white moms in here. I got to get that that because I wanted them to feel like he's safe. He's down. That's what it really internally for me was. And that bothered me once I got older because then I started meeting black folks that was doctors, lawyers, you know what I'm saying, um, people who was over, you know, whether it was finances, you know. And I am started realizing, um, you know, my highest outside of a wedding, my highest gig ever was from my aunt. Mm. She paid me great. You know what I'm saying? And there I I don't let me put it like this. I won't tell you how much money they got. Just know that she has a sofa in her closet with a chandelier. Whew. That's how big her home is. That's money, money. Exactly. Like she has a sofa with a chandelier in her in her closet. And so I say that to say it hit me, yo, we got bread. We really do. We, now and 
So what I started noticing was we got to get out of this like chasing and wanting white acceptance. That's what it really, mm. really is, right? And so it used to bother me. And so now I teach people, I try to educate people, and I try to just say, hey, stick with your people. Now, of course, somebody from a different race come up to me and they talk, look, I'm taking whatever money. I'm not afraid. But sometimes we want acceptance, and sometimes we get funny about who we want to accept stuff from. That's the other joke about all this, right? Um, you'd be surprised how many people contact me after I do a wedding for the LGBT community, right? And be like, yo, how did you do that? I'm like, well, I showed up. I stood there. I like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? What like, do you mean? What are you really asking? Yeah. You, you want to ask me how was I comfortable in that situation? Well, I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? I love everybody. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so what I realized is sometimes we want acceptance. Sometimes we expect certain things. So it used to bother me, man. And so like now, like I said, just to put a button on it, yo, our people got money. We now, do. So when I seen this, right, mm -hmm. I thought about like the different black Wall Streets. You know, of course, everybody mm -hmm. knows about Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And they like, why can't we recreate it? But to that point, because we circulated our money with, with each us. other, mm -hmm. and correct, correct. that 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 quote that you had, it just resonated with me so much. Like, why we can't do what they did back then? Because, like you said, we want acceptance. Like, we think that we have to go outside of us to to take it to the next level. Look, so it, it's it's one of those things where it's like my second shooters are black. Whenever I hire them, because why not? They need it. Yeah, yeah. they not gonna let. Let me tell you, if you are a creator and you listening. It don't even matter who you are. And when I say a creator, I don't care if you do hair, nails, lashes, you know what I'm saying? You take, you use a camera, whatever. Our resources are limited, right? Now, I want everybody to think about this, and I, I want to circle this back because my wife going to kill me if I don't. Brown people, resources are even more limited. Mm. And I want that to be stated when we talk about this creative space mm. because when we get out there and we sit there and we say, hey, who's going who's gonna to be the first person to hire me for a wedding? When I come in, let me tell y'all, when I have a black couple come in for a wedding consultation, we sitting back, we talking trash. My last wedding consultation, 70% of the time, we was talking about a podcast episode. Mm. Then I was like, oh, y'all here for a wedding. Let's go ahead and talk <laughs> about your wedding. And we did that. It was in the bag before they left. Yeah. It was in the bag before we even started talking about the wedding. Yeah. Because they knew me. They already researched me. They're not worried about, you know, they've already done their research to say, like, oh, is this person good? Let me see their work, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes we go into other spaces and we feel like we got to try out. And mm. that feeling ain't always, it ain't beautiful. It ain't something that you should be proud of. And sometimes, and so I don't even get mad when I see other races hired within their community. Can they familiarize with it? Absolutely. The the day. Like, when you come up, you know, one of them, um, one of the photographers I work with, he said he loved, he did a gig one time. I didn't understand it at the time. He said he got to do a gig and he got to wear his grill and how exactly. happy he felt. And I was like, I'm thinking, bro, wore a grill to an event? But then as I got, you know, as he left and I thought about it, I said, yo, he felt so comfortable and everybody else in the room felt so comfortable that, you know, he did that. Um, I was doing a birthday party yesterday. I was just attending and I forgot, man, his name is slipping my mind. Bro wears a pic with an Afro fist on it every gig he does i've seen him do corporate events like banquet events with two thousand people white folks up in there afro picking his head because he comfortable but he last night my man was having a ball working had a ball though you know what i'm saying it's where you can be comfortable um gilded images shout out to birdo i tell him all the time i say yo it shouldn't be 
a Latino, Latina, you know, Hispanic event ever that happens that you don't do. Mm. You should have that in the bag every time because when I see people come to me and they say, hey, um, you know, I tried to reach out to this photographer, this photographer, and, you know, if they're Hispanic and they name out all these Hispanic photographers, I'm like, cool. That makes sense to me. I don't get upset. Like, dog, yeah. oh, I was your third pick. No, they went to their people first, and that's exactly. cool. So everything I did, you know, me and my wife, the beauty, beauty of us, when we got married, all of our vendors except for one wasn't a, was a person of color. Like we, but that was intentional. You know, we got to be intentional because we can't get mad when you can't DJ no more because you ain't get enough business. Because I went to somebody else and had them do that right. Oh, I need an editor for my podcast, and then you suddenly don't do it no more. Why you don't do it no more? Oh, I didn't. Can find no work. Where well, mm. everybody know you do it, they didn't book you. Nah, they didn't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That gets annoying when you start seeing black places and brown places have to close down mm. because people are not, you know, they become a trend, mm. right? And so <laughs> keep it in there. It. Just yeah. keep like, look, keep it in there because you want to see your friends like grow. If y'all podcasts blow up, and when I'm talking about blowing up, I'm talking about yo, y'all on some network, y'all gotta move, y'all gotta make life decisions. You know, yeah. that'd be beautiful, right? The beauty for me of it, the beauty for me, who's somewhere across town, got a whole nother podcast, now is like, look, y'all giving me gems on how, look, this is how we got here. Somebody come in, they say, hey, you know, one one day I hope this happens in Charlotte where we get to do a pod festival and we get to have like six hours for a day, right? Yeah. And then y'all come on for an hour. I come on, hair wraps and lipsticks come on. You know what I'm saying? And then everybody is just six hours straight you know, just an hour, and we plug in, pl plug in in different pods. But the beauty of it is if one of us go and they say, hey, Gavin, this is a budget. Do you know any other podcasts? I don't, need, I don't need to be calling up whatever podcast across mm -hmm. through who I ain't never met. Yeah, I need to be hitting y'all up because it'll be a beautiful thing one day. We all got to make life decisions. Like I tell my wife, I'm like, yo, me talking going to get me somewhere. <laughs> be you know what I'm saying? But that's the thing. Damn, keep boy. it in the community. Yeah. Just keep it there and see what happens. See how we all grow. And that's definitely definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely definitely true. Cause I, my one of my things I think what hinders us sometimes is, and I always go back to this word, mm -hmm. is grace. Like mm. we have a lot of stuff going on in our lives personally, right? Yep. And then we have a lot of stuff going on emotionally, right? This within the black community. And then you know when you try to set up things and things don't fall through, folks try to think, hey, he's playing me or he's not responding back to me fast enough. Mm -hmm. But you gotta give people that grace to say, you know what, hey, something may be going on in their circumstances that's not allowing them to get back to you that quickly. Facts. And then you know, I think that grace piece messes up a lot of relationships that could be a great relationship and grow. Mm -hmm. But to that point though, yeah. they'll accept it from people outside the culture. Exactly. Facts. Every time. It's like Every time. So and so they'll send an email out and they won't get a response back for six months yeah. to somebody from outside the culture. And then when they finally email them back and say, be Oh, they'd be happy as hell. Like, yeah. You wait a week. Wait <laughs> you talking junk. You blasting <laughs> us on social media. Like Look, that's why I always tell people, I'm like, man, um, give people time and space exactly. and keep communication open. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because um, it sucks. You know, we go through stuff. You know, um, it, it's it shouldn't have to have to happen this way, but it shouldn't happen where something happens in our community and that's when we check on each other. Yeah. Yo, it was another police shooting. Hey, you okay? We should do that already, right? But I understand when something like that happens, like black folks who I'm close with that I do business with, I understand that they mind might be somewhere else, mm. so I don't trip. You know what I'm saying? Um. I got a, my Black Dads Club. I got to shout that out right quick, that pod, because um, after Will Smith did that to Chris Rock, 
My co-host was hot the next day, but I understood. When I say hot, bruh came in the door cussing. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I'm like, y'all, I'm setting up. I'm like, oh, goodness. And he was like, yo, just push record. I don't even care how this look. I'm like, oh, my goodness. But I understood why bruh was upset. You know what I'm saying? And so I had, but if it was somebody else, I probably wouldn't. You know, somebody, let's say he was dealing with somebody else, excuse me, they wouldn't, they wouldn't get it. They'd be like, okay, somebody else got hit. What you care for? Hmm. What you mean that make your community look bad? What you mean this is not a good look? You know, but we got to give, like you said, grace is exactly. one of those things. You just got to give people grace and then keep communication up. You know, that's one thing I love about, um, I try to get better at, once I had a kid I had to get better at, is like communicating with my clients, uh, my friends, my family's like, hey, this what I, this what's going on. This is what I'm experiencing. Give me some space. Give me some space and grace. Like, <laughs> give me both. What the boy Drake said, communication, rule the nation. Look, it exactly. do. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, now, Gavin, we have reached the most popular segment uh -oh. of Jack of All Spades Nation. Uh -oh. We like to call this thing Top 5 Dead or top Alive. Five. So okay. shout out, Jada. Mm -hmm. So we are very aware of your, I don't know if you still updated, but 100 goals and running list, right? Yes. So what are the top five goals you would like to achieve from that list this year? Um. So, all right. I started this because I saw somebody else do it. They did uh, 25 goals they wanted to complete before they die, right? And so I needed a blog. This is funny. If you have a website, you should create a blog because it, it increases your SEO every time you add Damn. a blog to it. Message. Message. Um, it increases it every time. And so um, I, I needed that, and I needed to be able to update that page because when you update it, it just shows Google that, hey, it's indexing, something's mm. going on. This is not a stagnant website. And so anyway, um, so instead of 25 goals, because that was pretty, that went quick, right? It went super quick. Um, I did my, I did 100. So a couple of things, they're really, um, I have a camera list on there that I want. That's one thing. Um, I have monies on there that I want to be able to, uh, as in revenue in my business. And so there's like three. Two of them I've done. Mm. But I'm trying to get this last one. I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I got to put it out there. One is I'm trying to make six figures in photography. And I don't know if I'm going to get there quite this year. Um, and honestly, this crazy part, I got fired. And then the pandemic happened, like, right after that. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the last two years being just growing. And so this is like the first year. The pandemic is still going on. Yeah. I don't care what the government say uh, or what they're not saying or whatever. But if they want to say that we're still in it, we in it, whatever. Um, and so people are still getting back. That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Um, I can't travel this year. I went Like I told you, I went to Vegas already. Uh, that spent that. Spent <laughs> that. Um, and honestly, I'm trying to speak at a photo conference. Um, so I had one lined up, but they had to cancel it. So, yeah. So besides the money, um, speaking at a conference, the money is like two of them on there that I've already hit, but I'm trying to do. Um, and so, yeah, and I got my, I got my Kobe Grinches, which I wanted. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the dope part of it is, fellas, if you have a, a significant other, you need to make this goal list and the stuff that you want, but you don't want to spend the money for, put it under your goal list. So now your wife... Whoever you're dating, they got somewhere to go when they looking to buy you something. Yeah, that's boy mm. smart, isn't it? Yeah. Gyms. Look, I didn't got I didn't got three pair of shoes off my goal list from my wife. Shout out to her. Shout yeah, out I got wife something else on there, but uh, she, I got a Rolex on there. I don't think she gonna do that one, but it's cool. It sounds good. Yeah. Well, but, speaking of the gift things and wife's. Yeah. So, 
I ran across this black-owned watch company. Okay. Uh, teleport. I'm wearing the watch now. Okay. So I Shameless wife, plug. We're going to get some money out of it, yo. Holla at him, yo. Come on now. So I told my wife about the watch, and I showed it to her. Like, I, like, I really like this watch, but yeah. for some reason, I don't know why I didn't push the go button on buying it. Yeah. And then so one day, she bought the watch for me. It came in the mail. She gave it to me my birthday gift. And, I, and she bought me two watches. There you go. And I'm like, God. Look, wife, I love you. <laughs> absolutely. Make that. Please make that. Please make mm-hmm. your list. And I like I said, if you got a um if you got a website, please start a blog on there. And sometimes you it needs to be public. You know what I'm saying? Don't hide it in your, your website thinking it's gonna help because that don't help. Mm-hmm. But it definitely needs to be like a public page on there. And sometimes you can go on there and you can say, you can give tips. That's all it gotta be. Literally go do some reading yourself. Create tips, put it on your website, and what's going to end up happening is now when people search for that, yeah, they're going to find your website, and now your website is just going to keep going up in ranking. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's one thing I will tell people: like, please do that for your website. Yeah. Now, you know, as we're about to close, I feel like this was really like paid and exposure plus because <laughs> this we, like when we had you we had you on right now yeah and this is really you like yeah we talk photography then you can talk about anything, yeah, anything. like bro you just so I so multi-talented now nah, this definitely want to big you up for that multi-fascinated yes yes <laughs> multi-hyphenate all, yeah. all the you know synonyms for it but all those multis gavin shout out all the social media all the handles where people can find you and tap in um please is i am underscore gavin b everywhere mm-hmm. um please check that out um, if you want to hear anything photography, please check out Peyton Exposure Podcast. Um, if you are a dad, it's called the Black Dads Club. We talk to all dads, but I mean, I encourage everybody to do that. And I will say this um, quickly. I will say this. Uh, dads are getting younger, but we're also getting smarter. Uh, we're getting better. I don't care what the narrative is out there. Um, and I will say it like this. 75% of dads are married. of dads have kids with one woman. Mm. Um, I guarantee you the narrative don't share share that. You know what I'm saying? In different ways. The reason why I'm stating that is because when I do maternity shoots, I meet a lot of dads, especially dads that's younger, right? And um, as men, we don't do enough talking. We don't do enough reaching back. We don't do enough of reaching out. And so sometimes we do struggle in silence and we do, I'm trying to figure this out. And so I encourage if you are a dad or if you know somebody that's a dad um, that's about to become a dad, please plug them in on that. Um, because, you know, we had somebody to reach out to us and it was actually a white guy. And he said, hey, if you release the same amount of information, but you called it pissed off dads, you'd be bigger than what you are right now. Exactly. And he said, I, he said, I promise you, I encourage y'all to change your name for 30 days and just see what happens to your podcast. And, you know, so the reason why I'm just saying that, if you know any dads, please plug them in and tell them to join the club because it's fun. Being married is fun. Having a kid is fun. Um, and it's not, you know, every day ain't a 10, but it's close to it. So exactly. I really like that. Message. More, more yeah, just more. Yeah. <laughs> more life. Get Cali, you know, God did. Straight up. No, Gavin did shit. Now, <laughs> look, man, I want to thank y'all. Um, Before, you know, I know y'all about to close out, but I do want to thank y'all, for real, um, because – like I said, sometimes when you come on podcasts and you meet other podcasters, you don't know what the energy going to be, right? And the fact that, you know, we follow each other, we keep up, yep. and I see y'all growing, and I'm seeing, that's why I told y'all, I was like, like, yo, I seen Lute on here, I seen Ohavy on here, and I knew it was love. You know, most people don't know, I've been knowing Lute since we was eight, you know what I'm yeah. saying? 
you know, Havia, I met her randomly. Anybody that knows her, she she has a friend everywhere she goes. Exactly, right? everywhere. Just the energy. She will make you a friend. And so, but to see y'all, to see y'all growing, to see, you know, I see the events y'all got. Y'all had Sharice on here. You had Skinny J on here. Look, it's dope. And I want to tell y'all to keep it going um, because, like I was telling y'all off mic, these hobbies become jobs. And you reaching people. So keep that in mind. Keep reaching, keep growing, and keep just putting out great content. It's going to work. I promise y'all it's going to work. Man, thank you, bro. Yeah, not for real, for real. But Nation, you know how we do this thing. Mm-hmm. Anchor.fm mm-hmm. is the reason you can find us on great platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. Spotify. Once again, gracias, mi hermanita, for the visuals that can be seen on YouTube. Beloved one, Proud of Africa. Mm-hmm. I can't even say leave us with some words, Gavin, because shit. You know, the many words, for bro. For real, for real. <laughs> so, one time for a tribe called Quest. Rest in peace, Five Dog. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram, and we out.